PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick and myself, and we're going to talk about the secret to retirement success. Here it is. Get out of your own way. Typically, we are the success or the reason for failure, one of the two, because we tend to muck up the works ourselves by often injecting our emotions and thoughts into these things, uh, and rightfully so, because that's part of it, which I think, again, we're going to talk about the value of working with a team and some professionals like John and Nick, because we tend to get in our own way, and I think we all realize that we do that in many aspects of life, and certainly money is one of those. What's going on, guys? How you doing this week? Nick, what's up, buddy? Everything's great. Perfect. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. Yep. Feeling good? Yep. Yep. It's great. That's fantastic. John, how you feeling, my friend? Uh, doing all right. Uh, a little upset over the weekend. The Celtics uh, lost game three to the Miami Heat, but mm-hmm. uh, it's another game tonight. So um, another chance. Hoping that they could tie up the series. There you so. go. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll throw in a good uh, Goebbels uh, lightning are, are on uh, fire. So okay. um, three nothing yep. as we record this. So. Nice. Yep. Very nice. So what do you think about my, my statement there, getting out of our own way? Uh, there's lots of external factors, obviously, that negatively influence stuff in our retirement world, right? We can't control the markets, right? But we can control how we react to them. Do you feel like that's a fairly uh, accurate assessment of, of you know finding some keys to success sometimes is, is getting out of your own head? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would 100% agree with that. And, and we're kind of seeing that right now where the market is, you know, it's, it's down year to date. Uh, there's a lot of negative news out there. And, you know, there's always negative news out there, but there, right. you know, there's a lot of things happening in the world and it's creating a lot of fear. And what that does is it really eats into kind of people's perceptions of what's going on with their portfolios. So kind of, you know, naturally what's happening is, hey, you know, when, when is the bleeding going to stop? Do I need to pull out of the market? Do I need to get more conservative? What should I do? Um, so this is really a, a period of time where, you know, important to get out of your own way and just kind of stay the course. Um, yeah. And we, we harp on it quite a bit in all of our podcasts, but this is where, you know, the the plan is essential because we've had some reviews and people are nervous and rightfully so. But when they see the plan, it's like, you know, how does, how does this 10% pullback, uh, whatever it is at the time, um, affect your overall plan. And they look at it and they say, oh, it doesn't really affect that much, you know, just yet. Right, and yeah. when they see that, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that, that makes you feel a little bit better. See where I'm at. 
So um, yeah, hundred percent, you know, stay the course and, and definitely get out of your own way. So you make uh, good decisions. And I think if we're you know talking with the market being the first one on the list, you know, fear and greed, you know, that's the normal stuff, right? Jumping in and jumping out. And we tend to feel like it's, you know, it's the only thing we can do are these two things anyway. A lot of people, we're going to touch on that in a minute as well, but often it's, well, all I can do is the market or cash and the market's scaring the pajipas out of me. So let me just jump out. And that's typically when we're making the wrong decision, especially if you don't have a plan. So having a strategy in there, because yes, it stinks when we're losing. We talked a little bit about it on the last episode. Everybody's fine with risk when the market's have been on fire for 12 and a half years or whatever. But when they get real shaky for a few months, that's when people tend to get in their own way and, uh, and get, you know, allow that fear or greed to, to jump in there. So since we kind of covered that one uh, on your initial part there, John, I'm going to jump to number two. Uh, unless you, no, go ahead. If you've got something else. Yeah. yeah. One, actually, you mentioned greed there. And um, actually, it's, uh, it kind of plays into the fear thing as well because, okay. you know, we've talked about the markets running up. And, you know, when that's happening, it's, you know, I only got X percent this year. If I was more aggressive, I would have got, you know, a little bit more. So we have had those conversations where it's like, you know, hey, should I, should I get more aggressive? And the answer is no, you know, do your, go to the plan, look at your risk tolerance, stay the course, because when you try to get greedy, and then all of a sudden, let's say you do <laughs> go to a more aggressive portfolio, right? And we have a, a big pullback in the S&P and, and the inequities. Now, all of a sudden, you're, more nervous than you should be because you're taking more risk. And then all of a, and now you start to jump out and you get to that fear stage and you just make bad decisions. So, yeah, great point. Great point. Well, Nick, talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, getting in our own way when it comes to picking an investment or doing something solely because we think it's a tax help, right? There's, it's not a part of the plan. It doesn't make sense in other arenas, whatever you like. The idea is, Oh no, I'm doing this simply for the tax advantage. Uh, is that a bad move? Yeah, a, a really good example of this would be towards the end of last year, early this year, we made a pretty big cycle in clients' portfolios from the growth side of kind of the market to the value side of the market. Mm-hmm. And so that did cause you know some capital gains and and probably a bigger capital gain um, shift than than we tap than we typically have for clients that are in taxable portfolios. Um, but again, the premise was that we felt strongly that moving forward, it was going to be something that benefited them uh, from a performance standpoint, which is the number one priority. And that's really turned out to be the case where, you know, really the value markets are down closer to three or four percent. The growth markets are down, clo- you know, close to 30 percent. So that's kind of a perfect real world, real life example of Yes, you know nobody likes taxes, but <laughs> right. um, you know sometimes uh, taking you know some gains and kind of recycling uh, the portfolio and shifting to where we think things are going to look better moving forward is something that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, taxes are again something that people don't like, and when we want to, we avoid it. But it's not the, the it should should rarely ever be the number one priority in any sort of um, financial uh, decision making. Yeah, don't let the tax tail wag the dog, as the saying goes. Don't do something solely for the tax advantage, especially if it's not doesn't fit well into the overall strategy. And I'm glad that you brought up that point there, where you know, kind of looking at that and saying, "Hey, we do things 
they all kind of work together. There's a lot of these puzzle pieces that uh, ebb and flow and move in and out together. So sometimes you do one thing and it has a ripple effect to another. And that's a, that's a great point. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, John, another one on here is the cash conversation. I mentioned a minute ago, people tend to think there's only two options, the market or cash. And when it gets choppy, we go, heck with this, I'm getting out and going to cash. And then we can even maybe even just right now, we might even find this need to justify it by going, well, the Fed's ticking the rates up. (laughs) So I'll get a little bit more in cash, right? Even though it's nothing compared to inflation. But anyway, that can be a bad decision. You're getting in your own way. And then you might wind up just sitting there too long. And I mean, what if you jumped out in in April of 20 when it was, you know, uh, the pandemic was happening, we're down 30%. You jump out, you sell, you, you get your losses locked in and you stayed in cash the rest of 20. Well, you missed a heck of a second half. Yeah, that, that's accurate. And that's why it's always important to stay the course because timing to get back in is almost impossible because the uh, rallies up uh, happen really within, you know, if you, if you look historically, it's it's always a kind of a couple of days or a week or two. Right. Um, and if you miss it, you miss the majority of it. So, um, you know, important to stay the course, you know, be, be in the right risk tolerance so you don't go to cash or something like that. And then um, we have seen this quite a bit as well with cash on the sideline. And um, it, it can happen in in an up market where we're hitting all-time highs constantly because it's like, hey, I don't want to put this money in because you know we keep hitting highs. It's going to come down at some point. And then now where it's you know kind of the reverse where you know we're, we're having a, a pullback and it's like, well, I don't want to put the money in because it's currently going down. <laughs> so um, you know, a strategy against that would be dollar cost averaging into the market, just kind of piecemealing it, and that typically will help some people kind of get back into it and with less risk. Yeah. Um, and there are other strategies involved, but definitely. You got to put your money to work to outpace inflation, and especially nowadays. So that's a great point for sure. All right, so Nick, help me out here, buddy. I don't want to fall to fear. I don't want to necessarily fall to greed. Uh, I don't want to make bad choices from a tax standpoint. I don't want to go to cash and do nothing. Well, now I, I don't. I don't know what to do. I'm just stuck. That's number four on my list, right? We overthink it to the point where we just freeze and we do nothing. Uh, and as the song says from the from the uh, the great Canadian rock band Rush, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. So doing nothing is just as bad sometimes as doing something in the wrong way. Yes, yeah, you know the the overthinking side of things is definitely something I have empathy uh, for people with. It takes me about a month to book a trip, and <laughs> probably sitting down five different times with twenty tabs open each time. So I, I get the process, you know, issue. Well, humans um, procrastinate. It doesn't make you bad, right? It just, yes, it just, yeah, we all do it. Yeah, for sure. But what this does, and, you know, people hear this a lot from us because we talk about it a lot is it's kind of the importance of the plan. So, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is the, the reason that people are frozen with indecision is because they're, you know, they're worried about their process. They're worried about the outcome. And usually kind of the fear of the unknown is is more fragile and worse than actually knowing, you know, having some certainty on on what things look like, even if they're not ideal. So when we have people that are overthinking things and or are really fretting about a certain decision, usually what we try to do is go back to the plan. So, hey, let's let's re-review the plan. Let's look and see what things look like. And one of the things that we emphasize with clients that work with us from a planning perspective is trying to help them start to make decisions differently. And so the way that we do planning, uh, the way that we're able to kind of model out different situations and scenarios, 
we, you know, we'll kind of joke with people, you know, let us tell you no, you know, because a lot of times what happens is people are limiting themselves uh, out of concern of the unknown. And so, you know, let us be your guardrails a little bit. Let us be the bumpers, you know, in the lane um, to use an analogy. And, you know, we'll help you work through these decisions, but instead of worrying about what the outcomes are, you know, it's almost impossible for people to figure out all the outcomes on their own. Yeah. And so let us help you figure out, you know, let's see the potential outcomes. Let's see what we can do to, to mitigate some of the risks associated with it. And we can really narrow down. And, and so having that kind of open door policy with clients and, and having them work with us, you know, to, to work through these sorts of decisions where, you know, we're kind of like a team member versus them trying to figure it out on, on their own is, is really important. No, I like that. And, and I'm a heck of a bowler with the bumpers up. I'm just saying. So yeah, yeah, I, for sure. it I, definitely increases the uh, average. <laughs> it did a little, just a little bit. So um, to check this out, John, let's do one more here on this conversation about getting in our own way. So a friend of mine, super nice guy, we we're chatting the other day, and this is what he says to me. Tell me what's your, your reaction to this. So he says, hey, you know, my neighbor and I were good buddies. We're the same age and our house costs the same amount of money, roughly that where we live here. Uh, he's going to cash and he's like, and I know you talk about, you know, stuff on, on podcasts and stuff all the time. He's going to cash and he's advising me to do the same thing. I think it's a good move. And I said, why? Because you're the same age and your house costs roughly the same. Like what other criteria are you, you know, don't you think there's like about a million more things you could base this on? So my point being is, is getting advice from people who really don't need to give you advice. I'm sure his friend and his neighbor didn't have any ill intention but that just seemed like a goofy scenario to me. But yet so many, it's water cooler talk, right? So many of us do that. Yeah. Yeah. We see that quite a bit where people are, you know, my friend's doing this or, you know, this is my, you know, like you said, my neighbor's doing this, but you know, we have to constantly remind everyone that, uh, you know, every, every situation is completely different. Something that might be good for someone else isn't, isn't good for you. And that's the importance of really, you know, getting the plan and making sure all your decisions are based on your plan yeah. and not, not your neighbor, not your cousin, you know, <laughs> not, not whoever. Cousin Eddie. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And what I what we typically find with, with this is everyone always tells you about uh, their good decisions, right? Like, Oh yeah, I went to cash and this is what happened. They don't yeah. tell you when, when they didn't make a good decision. It's yeah. not, it's not exciting to talk about uh, when you lost money or lost an opportunity. So, um, you know, de- definitely want to leave it to the professionals and not a neighbor or a buddy that really doesn't have much experience in kind of navigating these environments. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole uh, wins in Vegas. Exactly. exactly. You know, and people always talk about the wins. And I just want to jump in on this one. Sure. Too, go because for Because one of the things that I've been trying to emphasize with clients as well, especially those that are new to maybe, you know, having like an advisor or a planning relationship is that the advice that we're giving for them is the advice that we're giving at that set place and time. And so meaning, you know, people tend to feel more comfortable when there are like general rules of thumb or those sorts of things. And so maybe it's a question like, oh, hey, do I pay up, you know, extra payments towards the more, you know, a basic one that happens all the time is extra payments towards the mortgage or not. And so one of the things we've been trying to really kind of get through people's heads is that, Hey, we may not be, we may be telling you to not do that right now, but it's because we have goals over the next one to three years that we're trying to to hit Mm -hmm. because of X, Y, Z factors. And that might be something that we, we target three years down the road, but right now, you know, it's more important for you to do these other things to put yourselves in a better position to be able to do that. And so 
what having that kind kind of conversation with people have kind of seen the light click on quite a bit because you know giving them the situation where hey let's take you and your friend and let's say that nine out of ten factors are the same but that one factor can dramatically change yeah. the advice and so you know even though you might feel like you have you know a twin in in so many different ways that one factor can be a huge differentiator on the sort of advice or the sort of strategy that you should have in place from a financial perspective. And, and really, you know, you hear people talk about like, you know, each situation is unique, but really being more specific on and helping them realize that has been something that has been helpful for some people lately, especially with kind of the, um, you know, the, the choppy waters that we've been in the last four or five months. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're listening to this podcast and there's three guys on here having a conversation, but the three of us need different things for the time of life that we're in and whatever's going on. You two might be similar in age, for example, but one's got kids, one doesn't. I'm older than exactly. you guys, you know, yep. so different. There's, there's a million variations could go into what you need. Uh, individually. So again, I, I don't think that the neighbors or coworkers or cousin Eddie or whatever it might be mean any ill will, uh, but it's just not the best advice. So again, getting in our own way sometimes is listening to those people who really we shouldn't be listening to. So that's going to wrap it up this week for the podcast. So the secret to retirement success is you uh, and how willing you are to, to not get in your own way, to make sure that you realize the things that you know and the things that you can do, and then turning to those people uh, to help you in those short coming areas. I don't pretend to try to rebuild my car from the ground up because I have no idea how to do that. Uh, sure, I can change some spark plugs and change the oil, but that's the limit of my knowledge. So I'm not going to tear the whole thing apart and start from the ground up. Same kind of idea. So that's the conversation. Make sure that you reach out to John and Nick. If you've got some questions, if you're worried about you know sabotaging yourself, doing some things you shouldn't be, especially in these choppy waters, as Nick mentioned, it's easy to do. It's easy to let that little fear monster jump up and, and nibble in our ear. So reach out, have a conversation with the team at PFG Private Wealth before you take any action, If you, especially if you feel like you need to make a change. I think that's a fundamental thing that we do as humans as well. Sometimes we feel like if we're not doing something, we're doing something wrong. Uh, and often not doing anything could be a good move uh, for your situation, but you need to find out through the process of getting a plan put together or just re-examining the plan that you may already have in place. So PFG, privatewealth.com is how you make it happen. That's where you can find John and Nick and the team at PFG Private Wealth. Again, PFG, privatewealth.com. Pretty easy to remember and uh, reach out to them if you got some questions or concerns. Get on the calendar, hit the subscribe button for whatever platform you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. For John and Nick, I'm your host, Mark. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined.